0: All call signs, this is Wrecker Actual, over. Stand by for transmission. Prepare to copy. This is American Vindictive.
1: Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum has said, You will own nothing, and you will love it. And that's represented by what's going on across the planet today, where the economy of the world is in freefall, and nowhere is it more in evidence than with our own President Biden deliberately trying to sabotage what we have, access to food, other resources. So Americans are in a unique position, really for the first time in our history. We're going to have to provide for ourselves or subject ourselves to the whim of the government. Do you really trust a government to feed you that left a thousand Americans behind enemy lines in Afghanistan? I don't think so. So where do you go? When you ask the question, who's the best prepper out there today? There's only one answer, ready-made resources and Robert Griswold. I call him King Prepper, and that's how a lot of people think of him. You have everything there you'd want from night vision to storable food, how to prepare cooking in emergency situations, books and videos on how to prepare alternative energy, communication, first aid that you wouldn't think of, natural antibiotics, you name it, Bob has it. Now, here's the good thing about Bob Griswold that no one else does but him. You don't have to buy anything to talk to him. If you're not sure where to start with your preparation, no obligation phone call directly to Bob. You can talk to him for free. Most people will charge you an arm and a leg for a half hour conversation. That's not Bob Griswold. He cares about helping America get prepared. Go to ReadyMadeResources.com or you can call the number directly at 800-627-3809. Again, that contact information, ReadyMadeResources.com for the best prepping outfit in the country or call Bob Griswold directly, 800-627-3809. Mountain State Survival covers
0: your basis for your planning, prepping, evacuation, bugging in or bugging out needs. They carry anything from educational material, camping supplies, emergency services supplies, food, first aid, survival kit and equipment, shooting gear, survival gear, tactical gear. They carry it all, they got it in stock. Give Mountain State Survival a ring. That's mountain-state-survival.com. Get this type of supplies while you still can. 304-517-6935. Mountain State Survival is one of the only places that I know of currently that is still carrying the delicious peak refuel meal that is ready to eat. It's personally the only thing that I eat at this point whenever I go out camping Whenever we have any type of emergency or disaster situation, that is the meal that I stick with. And you can find that at mountain-state-survival.com. Use Wrecker 5 for a 5% discount on your overall purchase. That's R-E-K-K-R 5. MountainStateSurvival.com. This show on the Heroes Nation app. Um, Heroes Nation is uh, the Heroes Nation app you can download in the App Store. Uh, it's up and coming. they got a lot of cool information on there. That is the main backup site so far for the American Vindictive Show. Uh, you'll, we'll also have some stuff on there that won't be on YouTube. It won't be on Rumble. It'll either be only on the GSRadio.net, who is the uh, host of the American Vindictive Show, or it will only be an exclusive for Heroes Nation. And with that, I mean, you know, stuff that we're doing with the cave exploration, with the archaeological stuff. uh, I'm going to start getting into a lot of paranormal talks and, you know, coming at that from my law enforcement and Christian perspective and be having guests on. And that will be exclusive to Heroes Nation. So make sure that you give them some love. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for
2: supporting me. God bless you and have a good day. Welcome to American Vindicta. So, I want to get started
0: with something that Homeland Security has recently put out. The Department of Homeland Security warned last week of potential extremist-fueled violence connected to long-anticipated lifting of the Title 42 just days before enforcement of the Trump-era policy was slated to end before the U.S. Supreme Court intervened. CBS News informed, or excuse me, confirmed with multiple law enforcement sources. Intelligence officials, quote, have observed calls for attacks targeting primarily migrants and critical infrastructure, according to a bulletin issued on December 23 by the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Intelligence and Analysis, which cites social media discussions of firearms attacks, the placement of landmines along migration routes, and luring migrants into
2: trailers to poison them with gas. The memo notes that
0: planning by domestic violent extremism is often shielded by online security measures, limited exposure by law enforcement. the Supreme Court on Tuesday allowed U.S. border officials to continue expelling migrants under the pandemic-related measure indefinitely, granting a petition from Republican-led states. First invoked at the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Title 42 is a public health authority originating in the 19th century. Since March 2020, Federal border officials have cited the law to expel migrants 2.5 million times to their home countries without allowing them to request asylum, a right protected by the United States, and international refugee law. For nearly three years, the United States has used the policy to turn back a majority of adult migrants from Mexico and Central America's Northern Triangle who have been stopped alongside the border the Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether it should allow the Republican-controlled states to defend Title 42's legality during its upcoming session in February 2023. In the interim, the court agreed to suspend a lower court ordered invalidating the expulsion of policy,
2: keeping Title 42 in place, pending the court's high review. Law enforcement sources said chatter by domestic violent extremists on social media
0: includes the shooting of electrical substations near immigration facilities at the U.S.-Mexico border, which intelligence analysts noted they have not previously observed. These recent discussions may have stemmed from widespread media coverage of recent attacks against other substations across the United States, particularly Moore County, North Carolina. The deliberate attack on two North Carolina substations cut off power for more than 45,000 people earlier this month, shifting public attention to vulnerabilities present in the United States power grid. Days later, an individual opened fire near a Duke Energy facility at Watery Hydro Station in Ridgeway, South Carolina. Law enforcement has voiced concern that the attacks could be followed by copycat incidents in other parts of the nation. According to the bulletin, grievances over immigration policy and animosity toward immigrants have previously fueled extreme racist acts, including the 2019 Walmart shooting in El Paso, Texas that killed 23 people and left 23 wounded. Authorities said at the same time the accused shooter drove to the West Texas border city with the sole intent of killing immigrants and Mexicans. Earlier this month, or excuse me, earlier this year, a public advisory issued by DHS warned that potential changes in border security enforcement policy, an increase in non-citizens attempting to enter the U.S. or other immigration-related developments may heighten these calls for violence. Immigration ranks among a consortium of hot button political issues, along with abortion, that continues to motivate extremists, according to a senior Homeland Security official. Well, now that we've read this political hit piece, let's reread part of this. For starters, immigration ranking among a consortium of hot button political issues, along with abortion. I have yet to see a abortion clinic, be shot at or burnt down. I mean, if you believe in the power of prayer, you believe in the power of Christ, then that is the true threat to the abortion clinics. If anything, the abortion clinics are the true threat to we the people, to the innocent minds of women who have been confused and lied to. We need to save and preserve our nation just as we need to save and preserve our children. Lest we turn into Babylon, as I believe we already have. Now, the deliberate attack on North Carolina substations. So we had two of those. Then we had another one at Duke Energy. They reported six different intrusions in Florida. And then we've had a slew of attacks in Oregon, and in Washington State, and then another one just happened in Washington State that left 14,000 people without power. Now, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going on, but I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. This is not right-wing domestic extremism. I don't have any information to back that. I just know how these people actually attack. And I know how the left attacks. When you have organizations like ELF, when you have organizations like the, um, uh, the animal rights groups, look at what's going on currently in Europe. You have the climate activists that are trying to lay their bodies down on top of the roads in order to stop traffic, to infuriate people, to get their message out. This is left-wing extremism, just like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, left-wing extremism. Most likely, Antifa, at least on the West Coast, are the ones who can be considered to be the primary suspects for this type of attack. And I believe those investigations better be looking into those people and their criminal activities because that is what they do. We have caught them doing this many years in a row. And 2018, 2019, there were t- down phone poles with electrical power lines on them. And 2019 and 2020, they were setting wildfires. All these things brought to you by the left. How strange that yet this government has said that any of the attacks on the power grid are considered terrorism. If they have said it, I haven't seen it yet. But the grievances over immigration policy and animosity towards immigrants, that is the act of a few. That is the act of an appalling few people. For one thing, everyone should want a secure border. I'm going to play a video. And if you watch this on the YouTube Rumble channel, you'll see it. I'm going to play a video of something that happened in Rock Springs, Texas in Edwards County.
2: I'm very familiar with this place. My brother used to live there. And there is a home that is being
0: at this point which you would consider a home invasion by migrants coming across the border. And this is the second time, and I believe this is a woman who owns this place. Uh, this is the second time that she has had this incursion upon her home. And since the first time they kicked in her door, she then bumped up $13,000 to the budget
2: in order to enhance her security. If you need any help with enhancing your security
0: and you live along the border, feel free to email me. So what I did for the government. I can help you navigate. I know how to look at what to install. Let's just say it like that. Um, but in the video, they went for the door handle. They didn't knock on the door. They went for the door handle then they try to kick in the door then another guy tries to kick in the door then they start getting hard objects to slam against the door battering it trying to make a forced entry and it's not like you know the foot wasn't forced enough i think one of the guys had like a skateboard or some sort of piece of wood what do you do when you wake up to bang,
2: bang, bang at your door if you're on the border.
0: Here's my personal opinion. You better answer that door with a gun in your hand. That's what I would do. Make as much noise as possible. Scare the people. Call police for one thing. Just know that they're always five to ten minutes away. It's why it's so important to be self-prepared, self-reliant, self-taught if need be, to have firearms and the ability to use it along with the training, the know-how to use it and not kill yourself or some loved one in your home. Knowing your target and what lies beyond it. Keep your fingers straightened out the trigger until you're ready to fire. Keeping your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. These simple little rules help people from not harming themselves when handling a weapon. Many people do not know it at all. Most people don't know how to handle their firearms. And you, some of you that are, that are listening will lie to yourself and say, oh, no, I know. I've shot daddy's uh, .30-06 enough. I know how to handle a firearm. Hope you do. I hope you're prepared. I hope you train adequately. I'm not trying to put anyone down. But the real-life expectation of what happens in that split second, that's where your training comes in. You don't halt your skills if you don't train them. You can get lucky every now and then. Most
2: people don't. So with this family... In Edwards County, Texas.
0: You know, I mean. Unless you decide to put up twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of fence around your home. And they'll still come through the fence. This is going to continue to occur as long as the border is open. That's not a right wing issue. The person owning the home could have voted for Joe Biden. And honestly, I could care less. I'm, I'm, I am more inclined to worry about people's safety
2: than who you voted for. Now consider this, friends. If you live upon the border
0: and you have an invading horde of people coming across the border, what do you do to enhance your security? How do you make yourself look like a hard target, not a soft target? A soft target being a place that's inviting for the foot, for the boot, for the crowbar, for the sledgehammer to bang their way straight into your door and into your most intimate areas while you're sleeping. Read the reports of what happens. Kidnappings, rapes,
2: torture, killed human-sacrificed. That is reality
0: on the border. That's not racist. That's reality. What's racist is to have a group of politicians who say, well, because these people come from another area and they're a different skin color than you, when they attack you, it's actually your fault. Because You weren't inviting. I believe that could be racist. It's obviously foolish. We put up with too much in this country, and we put ourselves at risk. This is a failure of your federal government.
2: But at the same time, I ask a question. What can you do about it? Can you start a posse with your sheriff's
0: department? Should you be doing a neighborhood watch with everyone within your area? That means you're going to have to spice a little bit of sleep and comfort. It's not hard, guys. I mean, I would highly advise if you live on the border, for one, to have thermals. Two, to have night vision. Three to have an AR-15 because the people coming across the border have AR-15s, night vision, thermals, and AK-47s. That's the cartel. And don't think that the coyotes or the people in these roving gangs of people coming across the border don't have weapons on them. They do.
2: They do. Hell, we've caught them with it. I physically
0: watched whenever I was on the San Isidro border that's in California near Tijuana. And we were watching them coming up and hitting the fence, the migrants, illegals, whatever you want to call them. I call them invaders because you tell me if this sounds like a person just seeking refuge, But they would come up and hit the fence with bolt cutters, wire cutters, and then battery-powered tools like saws and
2: cut their way through multiple layers of fence. And it wouldn't take very long. And we would, you know, at the moment you
0: would pounce on them, another group would cross, another group would come over the wall, another group would come over the wall. Then there'd be another group coming down from the mountain. You got to go intercept them. And then shots fired behind you because California is riddled with crime. So now you got to go and investigate that or back up local law enforcement because they have an active shooter out behind you. All things I've experienced, many other uh, people in DHS, especially the Border Patrol, Customs Border Patrol, have experienced that. I was there for a joint operation, so we were on the border for Trump's border wall, When, if y'all all all remember that was being built. That was a little crazy. And you know, what's funny is that they're going to sit here and say, that this is fueled by extremist acts. And then they they relate to the 2019 Walmart shooting in El Paso. Well, that guy was a leftist. The Garlic Festival shooter, another white
2: supremacist. He was a leftist. We we don't like talking about that, no
0: they'll bring up Timothy McVeigh and every other idiot that's ever tried to hurt people or has hurt people. What I do worry about are the Timothy McVeighs, the people who have the know-how and the mental fortitude to go through with an actual terroristic attack. That's what we should be focusing on. But what I'm reading, they're not going to mention the group. I'll tell you who the group is. We dealt with this group whenever I was still in DHS, and that's the Boogaloo Boys. Absolutely stupid name, wearing their tropical shirts and their uh, plate carriers. Once again, 99% of them LARPers, kids, never been in the military, never been in law enforcement. And then they say at one point that they like Trump. And so they're MAGA-related now, right-wing extremism. And then when Black Lives Matter was happening, they went and showed solidarity for Black Lives Matter and marched with them and rioted with them, still labeled right-wing extremism. And then the Boogaloo Boys called for attacks upon law enforcement and then attacked law enforcement.
2: One of them got their ass shot dead for it. But yet, we in the government apparently don't want to admit who the real enemy is. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if the
0: MAGA Republicans decided to stage an entire year's worth of rioting and protesting? This degenerate government with our reprobate of a president would unleash the military upon
2: you. He would, and Congress would approve it. Think I'm lying? Wish I was. Currently, let me read something to you.
0: You'll love this. Just backs up part of my insanity, I guess. The Senate is meeting in a pro forma session to consider House uh, Bill 350, the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2022. The bill would authorize domestic terrorism components of the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and the FBI, which is part of the Department of Justice. When they say the Department of Justice, they're meaning the courts. That's the Attorney General. They're going to get the lawyers out there. I've always said this. This form of tyrannical government is going to use every bit of lawful, air quotes, lawful legal means to come after what it considers to be dissidents and subversives. Instead of kicking in your door and throwing you into the ghetto with the yellow star, they're going to sue you. They're going to imprison you. They're going to restrict your movement. They're going to restrict your ability to travel out of the country, let alone just inside the country. You won't be able to own a weapon, red flag laws. You won't be able to buy, sell, or trade because then they'll attack your banking. Because all the banks from 2020, if you don't recall, all agreed with the government to go after anyone with domestic extremism. Apparently, except for people in the left. Whose side are they on? Not yours, not mine. They're on their own side. And the Democrats will fly in around the world for one day's worth of voting. And we cannot get the Republicans to agree upon half of the legislation that needs to be passed in order to keep Americans safe from not the Boogaloo Boys, not invading migrants not Al Qaeda,
2: not Ukraine, not China, not Russia, not human trafficking, not the Taliban, but from the government themselves. Half the Republicans vote now for the Democrats. And either they
0: do vote or they don't show up to vote. Either way. Either way, it's a vote for them. It's a loss for us, but these people stay in power. And as long as they stay in power, we are going to continue to be harassed
2: and threatened by this government. It's going back to this bill. This bill would authorize
0: domestic terrorism components of DHS, DOJ, and the Federal Bureau of Instigation to monitor,
2: investigate, and prosecute domestic terrorism.
0: It would also create an interagency task force to combat white supremacists and neo-Nazi infiltration of the military and federal agencies. And they're using that baseless claim because of the Oath Keepers and January 6th. And if you had anything to do with the Oath Keepers, they're considering you a Nazi and a domestic extremist. But yet most of the government and every single Democrat can be arms hooked and looped
2: with rioters, mobs, murderers, thieves, and ignore everything around them. White supremacists and neo-Nazi. Have you not been to Ukraine? Have you not noticed the Azov Battalion, Congress? We are literally building up a Nazi army in Ukraine. And I get crickets. Call me the red carpet. I'll talk about it. I'll show
0: you all the evidence. Not that the House Intelligence Committee doesn't know what the Azov Battalion is. It's just the lesser of two evils. Because Russia is the great evil. How funny, Russia says we're the
2: great evil. America says Russia's the great evil. Well, is NATO not literally on the entire border
0: now of Russia? 30-plus countries, we were originally only supposed to be 10. And we broke that treaty, a treaty made in a time of war. And we broke it
2: 20-something times. And then we eventually just told Russia, what are you going to do about it? Because Russia was a crippled country at that point.
0: Economy crippled. People were decimated from World War II. Still. The communist regime was trying to wrangle in and stranglehold the entire country.
2: They only had enough resources to worry about themselves. They couldn't repel America. America. Now they are. Now they are. Because now,
0: to make things even worse, what is it that we have to deal with? I'll read it to you. What we have to deal with now
2: is Xi Jinping and Putin who are saying that NATO is now the main threat to their alliance. We are on the wrong side of this fight.
0: We're not on China and Russia's side because I don't agree with them. Don't like them. Don't agree with them, though you could probably get along with most people in Russia and the average person in China, not the brainwashed communist, But these regimes that they are yoked up with, we could not
2: be a part of that. But yet, you think ours is any better? The lesser of two evils. Who's the lesser evil?
0: China or the United States? China wants world domination and is willing to kill everyone in the world for it. They are a military conquest country. That is their war footing. As soon as the Yuan becomes the number one currency in the world, they will attempt to conquest the world and become the new Rome. And they'll fail at it, but
2: they're going to give it one hell of a shot. But look at the rigidity of the Chinese people.
0: Once again, this is communism in a strength There, There is uh, very little individuality. In America, we got a little bit too much individuality. We may have uh, what some of your elite would say, we
2: may have too many individuals. Hello, Georgia Guidestones that got destroyed. Let's read this. By the way, I'm going to read you
0: only part, because I'm going to respect the rest of this, that's from Forward Observer. But for $10 a month, I don't get paid to say this. I appreciate Forward Observer and what they do and the intelligence that they put out. $10 a month, you can get a report from Forward Observer, I think it's one to two reports a week, that are as good as what we received in the government or better. Please support them. They have a Patreon account. Please support them through the Patreon account or by subscribing. $10 a month, guys. You get a really good report every week. I use it. Keeps me updated. I print off every single report that they get. Anyways, here is a Russia-NATO SITREP situational awareness report. Putin and Xi Jinping hold a virtual meeting and agree that the United States-NATO alliance is the problem. Chinese President Xi Jinping and Russian President Vladimir Putin held a virtual meeting on Friday to discuss their No Limits strategic alliance. I wonder what the hell that means. G urged Moscow to closely coordinate and to cooperate with China on international affairs, and supported Russia's much publicized willingness to negotiate a peace deal in Ukraine. Russian television reported that Putin and G also discussed efforts to strengthen military cooperation between their nations. GP enclosed closed by saying China is ready to work with Russia and all aggressive forces around the world that oppose (laughs) hegemony and power politics. That's a hard word to say. And firmly defend the sovereignty, security, and development interests of both countries and international justice. I wonder what international justice means. Do you think America will ever be complicit in being declared a criminal
2: through the international courts? Putin and Xi are
0: unified in their opposition to what both see as a hegemonic U.S.-led West. Xi Jinping was particularly pointed in his, com- uh, in his comments about Washington's penchant for containment, suppression, sanction, and interference. Putin invited Xi to Moscow after the New Year, a move that would signal a significant escalation
2: in their strategic alliance. Russia is continuing attacks on Ukraine's infrastructure.
0: Russia again attacked Ukraine's critical infrastructure Thursday. That was yesterday. Damaging power stations and water system facilities across 10 regions. According to Ukraine officials, Russia fired 69 missiles and dispatched dozens of explosive-laden drones during the attack. Two people were reported killed and seven wounded. Local city officials are urging residents to stockpile water and charge their electronic devices while they have access to electricity. Russian forces are shaping the battlefield ahead of what could be a major winter offensive sometime after the new year. Moscow is likely hoping that the resulting rolling power blackouts and lack of running water combined with the severe winter conditions in the region will re- will weaken the Ukraine's resolve. What they want is capitulation through winter warfare. It's a smart move. Shouldn't have to be able to combat entire populations of people. Whenever there's a blizzard, you have no food, your water's frozen. You're out of supplies. There's no one coming for you. There's no reinforcements. There's no backups. They're destroying your missile batteries, destroying your tanks. For every one Russian soldier killed, it's estimated that six to ten Ukrainian soldiers are killed.
2: This is not a sustainable fight, and they know it. I still surmise we're going to be in this fight probably by the summer. Let's move on to some other news. The way this government works sickens me. All right. So I want to read something to you that is, uh, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out.
0: Colorado investigators mystified by dozens of cattle
2: deaths. It's from motherjones.com. Wrote by Adam Gabot.
0: The story was originally published by The Guardian and has reproduced here as part of the Climate Desk collaboration. Investigators in Colorado have been left baffled after dozens of cattle inexplicably dropped dead in a remote corner of the state. The mystery has triggered a wave of U.S. press coverage, with the New York Post running a headline claiming, Cattle Slaughtered by Mystery Creature That Left No Tracks. About 40 cows and calves have been found dead near the town of Meeker in northwest Colorado in the past two months. Wolves are initially blamed for the deaths, but Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials have since said that only five of the deceased cattle showed wolf-related injuries. I don't know if that's from predation. That might be from scavenging. They're animals of opportunity and they take every opportunity they get. The investigation has since focused on whether the cows could have been affected by a deadly bacteria, but post have
2: related no evidence. <laughs> the saga is perplexing. That's from Travis Black, the CPW Northwest
0: region manager. Parks and Wildlife manager, who told a parks commission in mid-November that we're scratching our heads a little bit. We don't know exactly what has occurred up there. A rancher in Meeker first reported the deaths of 18 cattle in October. At the time, Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials thought wolves could have slaughtered the animals, but as the number of dead continued to grow, it emerged that only five showed the hallmarks of a wolf attack, described by Black as "missing tails," bite marks on the hawks and flanks and hamstrings." There was also no evidence that wolves had returned to their prey, which Black said was unusual. The Denver Post reported that investigations have used or excuse me, investigators have used sophisticated technology to determine if wolves are present in the area including trail cameras and unmanned flights. The search has also included howling surveys, during which, according to the website, all things nature. Biologists will stop periodically and howl and then wait for a response back.
2: I do that with the coyotes in my pasture all the time. At the culmination of these efforts,
0: Mr. Black said, we have no evidence of wolves in that area. He added that that doesn't mean they're not there. Sometimes wolves can be difficult to locate. CPR News reported that wildlife officers are monitoring a wolf family based in Jackson County, but the wolves' territory is 100 miles from the location of the cattle deaths. Officials have also investigated whether the cattle could have had a bacterial infection. Certain bacteria can lie dormant in a cow before being aggravated by stressful situations, such as being hunted by wolves or dogs. Examinations of the dead cattle have proved inconclusive, however. The Denver Post reported that microscopic lesions, which typically indicate a bacterial infection, were not present in the animals. Black said the investigations would continue and admitted that he cannot take time to find evidence of wolves. But as it stands, there is no explanation for the deaths of the cattle.
2: Black said we're not trying to jump to conclusions here. That is a cover-up. Oh, that is a cover-up. And I know what that sounds like.
0: So I want to read something to you to go along with this
2: theme for today, to get off politics a little bit. Did you know that within the CIA.gov
0: logs, there is a report. About the Russians many, many years ago
2: getting into some sort of a kinetic firefight with five gray aliens.
0: Subsequently, 23 of the Russian soldiers that got into this firefight were struck by whatever projectile came out of the alien gray's weapons
2: and were turned to stone or crystallized. I'm going to show the report. You can uh, believe it yourself if you'd like. But before we go,
0: I I want to read this to you. So you can read this from ancient code.com ancient-code.com high level government white papers so according to a, de- a declassified cia report a troop of russian soldiers soldas who managed to shoot down a ufo were turned into stone by surviving aliens the declassified report is available at the official website of the cia
2: i have the report Now, before we go further, I want to talk about a few things. For one thing, we have this idea of
0: what UFOs are and and what they may be, may not be, physical object, nuts and bolts craft, interdimensional, angelic, demonic. Here's my belief. And uh, it's just my belief, guys. UFOs, unidentified flying objects, or the aerial craft, the UAP, the unidentified aerial phenomena, are some type of machinery. I don't believe it's made by the United States. I don't believe it's made by Russia. I don't believe it's made by China or Israel or India or anybody else
2: I believe a very very old species made these craft because at one point
0: in time the same species taught man war and art
2: philosophy medicine fire and when they came down out of their heavenly abode on the Mount Hermon, they made a
0: pact with themselves to undo everything that God did. Now, we have in the Genesis narrative, you have two ideas here. Now I'm not an expert in this. You can talk to L.A. Marzulli and Steve Quell and all those fantastic guys like Tim Alberino, who we'll be getting back on the air soon. But this is my idea of this entire thing, just to simplify it. Because I think as, as intelligent people, we like to apply our intelligence too much. We like to debate each other over the most stupidest ideas. Even if some of them are baseless and some of them are based in facts, we just love to argue. So let me settle the argument for you. If it can be shot down, it's not an angel. It's not a demon. If the angels had to come down from heaven to earth to tempt men, to teach men, then they must use at some point in time war, medicine, art, philosophy, architecture for themselves. I'm not saying that they do this in heaven, but there's possibly... And once again, disprove what I'm saying, but there's possibly other places not on this planet where they do these things, which is where these ships come from. I don't know why they don't have the ability to traverse back and forth. They did at one point and now they don't. But we're seeing something on the radar. We're seeing something on sonar. We're shooting down stuff. The United States government has announced that we have potentially alien bodies, alien craft, metallurgy that we cannot explain that's not from this world. Go back into the Wayback Machine of American Vindicta, and you'll see all the UFO reports that I put out. And I read to you government white papers, not my opinion, government white papers, talking about the different attacks that have happened from the aliens. I believe all things are Luciferian at this point. The aliens, I believe that's part of it. That's my belief. They could be another species somewhere on another planet, but our dominion is Earth. God gave that to us. So this is our planet. So if the watchers or whoever else took their seed and took it to another planet, like after the second incursion, when we have the giants, if they're still mingling with things here on earth and they took them to another planet, and now those things are what's visiting us and harassing us. then that just is what it is. And I think it's, it's that simple. But what hyper-religious people do and people that are hyper-intellectual is that they'll both have a similar narrative, different beliefs and concepts, and then they will argue with each other to the point that it becomes like a a religious debate.
2: And it is. Is not the Catholics, your king, the pope?
0: He wants to baptize all the aliens. He's got the Lucifer telescope over there in Arizona on Mount Graham looking for extraterrestrial life. But isn't all this also paranormal? These crafts can
2: materialize, can change shape, can dissipate in midair, can traverse at
0: speeds and then hit directions that would kill any known creature on this planet based off of our gravity and g force in that vessel, but yet it ping pongs its way throughout the air, playing games with our military. So how do these how do these UFOs travel so fast,
2: so nimble, but can still be shot down? Maybe they're not as powerful as they believe they are or as they want you to believe they are. I want to read to you this report.
0: What a great discussion this would be, right? Look, one of my goals with the American Vendicta, and I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan to an extent. I don't agree with probably half of what he says. Uh, but I'm, I'm a fan of how his show performs. Not exactly of the man and his beliefs. But what I do like and what I eventually want to be able to do is have a Joe Rogan-style podcast where I can have my nice big table because I tend to make everything myself and then invite guests on. Tell me you wouldn't tune in to listening to Timothy Alberino. And L.A. Marzulli, and then throw in whatever other names you want in there. And we all have a big discussion. And I say, okay, aliens are a threat to the United States. Go. No cheat sheets, no prompts, no warm ups. Let's have a debate, gentlemen. That's the type of intellectual conversation I want to have. Everybody's busy. I understand that. Everybody's busy. But the people yearn for this information. They're tired of politics and the lies. They want to know more about the kingdom. That's why I try to speak a little bit more about God, about my biblical beliefs. Not exactly the greatest Christian in the world. I was a much better heathen, which means I was very good at being a bad person before I became a Christian because the walk to stay pure is very hard.
2: You become hated, castigated. Your friends disown you, your family calls you crazy. That's fine. I don't make friendship pay.
0: So with the four to five friends that I have, I'm completely fine with that. Maybe that's the way some of you should live your life. Not caring
2: about what other people think. Be true to your walk. God will fill in the rest for you. All right, so let's, let's read this document. And of
0: course, once again, Doug doesn't have his glasses. Sitting in my excursion right now. I know exactly where they are. So I'm going to squint my way through this. Okay. Document 199 of 54, C00386418. That's the serial number for this document. Classified. I love this. I love reading these old papers. They're cool, man. Uh, Country, Russian international. Subject, paper reports alleged evidence of mishap involving UFO. Source, Kiev, Ukraine. 27 March
2: 1993.
0: So this is a reprint, and I'm reading you verbatim from the document. Reprint from the newspaper turned poll. uh, I can't pronounce that damn word. Cosmic Revenge, first paragraph published in bold-faced text. After Mikhail Gorbachev dissolved in 1991, the KGB top-secret intelligence administration a lot of material from that department found their way abroad, in particular to the CIA. As department found, or excuse me, as reported by the authoritative magazine Canadian Weekly World News, US intelligence obtained a 250-page file on the attack by a UFO on a military unit in Siberia. There's always crazy stuff happening in Siberia, man. The file contains not only many documentary photographs and drawings, but also testimonies by actual participants in the events. One of the CIA representatives referred to this case as a horrific picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze, end quote. I'm going to read that quote again. The quote from the CIA representative is a horrific picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. How quaint. Freeze. And it happened in Siberia. According to the KGB materials, a quiet, low-flying spaceship in the shape of a saucer appeared above a military unit that was conducting routine training maneuvers. For unknown reasons, somebody unexpectedly launched a surface-to-air missile and hit the UFO. Okay, I'm going to stop. If you have a accidental negligent discharge with your firearm, at least when I was in my Marine Corps before my Marine Corps went
2: woke, um, you got your ass beat. A negligent discharge can kill somebody, can injure you, can give away your position
0: to the enemy, destroy other sensitive materials or property, cause worse problems. And typically, when you N.D., they take your gun away from you. You get special training from us NCOs, us non-commissioned officers. We used to call that uh, formal formal training,
2: wall to wall counseling. I don't think you can do that anymore. Hopefully, you can. But I understand. You know, there's
0: Ivan. He's. He's on his third bottle of vodka on this patrol through Siberia. And then here comes a low flying disc shaped object. And he takes his AK and pings it off the, uh, the side deck of the object. I can see Ivan doing that. All you in the military, you get that joke. Anything that was Ruski, we called Ivan. So I can see a private doing that. It's a very private move. But you mean to tell me somebody, and this isn't like a grunt uh, patrol, all right? Somebody has a surface-to-air missile launcher, or maybe it's a uh, self-propelled surface-to-air missile uh, launching platform. And you don't know whose vehicle this is. You don't know who's in it. You don't even know what the hell it is. And you're going to shoot a missile. at it. <laughs> I love the Russians. They always make things interesting. Anyway, it's continuing a negligent discharge at the UFO. That's how we started the war.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: that's, that's, that's fresh. So according to the KGB materials, a quiet, low-flying spaceship in the shape of a saucer appeared above a military unit that was conducting a routine training maneuver. It's always routine, by the way. It's always routine. For unknown reasons, somebody unexpectedly launched a surface-to-air missile and hit the UFO. I can just see the commanding officer. Of that company as he's on his typewriter typing this out (laughs) when he's trying to explain it (laughs) to the KGB as he's getting his ass chewed for shooting a missile at an unknown aerial vehicle for unknown reasons. Private Ivan shot a missile at the UFO. (laughs) Oh, man. It fell to Earth not far away, and five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes emerged from it. It is stated in the testimonies by the two soldiers who remained alive that, after freeing themselves from the debris, the aliens came close together and then merged into a single object that acquired a spherical shape that object began to buzz and hiss sharply and then became brilliant white In a few seconds the sphere grew much bigger and exploded by flaring up with an extremely bright light at that very instant, 23 soldiers who had watched the phenomena turned into stone poles. That is from the document. I'll have it posted so you can read it. Stone poles. Only two watched the phenomena, or excuse me, only two soldiers who stood in the shade
2: and were less exposed to the luminous explosion survived. Hmm. Reminds me of Lot's wife being turned into a pillar of salt. You know, the only other time that I can consider people
0: being literally um, petrified would be through um, a pyroclastic flow like Pompeii there are other accounts besides Pompeii where that happened. But Pompeii froze, the volcano froze the entire city. But
2: I mean, that's that's a volcano explosion. Not just a poof bright light. The KGB, uh, the KGB report goes on to say that the remains of the
0: UFO and the petrified soldiers that's a quote, petrified soldiers, were transferred to a secret scientific research institute near Moscow. Specialists assume that a source of energy that is still unknown to earthlings instantly changed the structure of the soldiers' living organisms, having transformed it into a substance whose molecular composition is no different from that of limestone. A CIA representative stated, if the KGB file corresponds to reality, this is an extremely menacing case. The aliens possess such weapons and technology that go beyond all our assumptions. They can stand up for themselves if attacked. They can stand up for themselves if attacked. Or Where are they going to stand up
2: from? And that's the end of the document. This goes along with the narrative that aliens are a threat. The threat comes from space. (laughs) I mean... I don't know the full validity of this, but you do have men
0: like you know Phil Schneider uh, who exposed stuff from Dulce. Warned everybody for months that he was going to be assassinated and they're going to make it look like a suicide. And then one day he
2: chokes himself with this catheter. Not the way I'd want to go out. But what was he exposing? He was
0: exposing that alien grays were already here underground, Hollow Earth, I guess, and that they got into a firefight with the alien grays. A lot of guys died. It was like 80 guys died. And it's it's hard for me with my background and knowledge to say, This sounds legit, but I learned a long time ago to just take in data and to just write it down and let it be what it is. And if it ever appears, then I can go back to my notes and say, oh, well, I've heard of this before. Take everything with a grain of salt, friends. It is what it is. That's all I got. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Friday. Sorry. I haven't been posting a lot of things on YouTube and rumble. Um, still dealing with, uh, helping the wife with the new baby and they're doing great. Baby's doing great. Mama's doing great. Thank you everyone for your prayers, for your thoughts, for your emails, for your cards. Love y'all. Um, you know, appreciate the kind concerns that a lot of you had. Um, if you want to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. You can join Patreon. I'll, I will warn you, I, unlike a lot of people that are out there, I don't do a lot on Patreon. And I knew I shouldn't because now that Doug Hagman, um, the better Doug, uh, now that Doug Hagman has been deplatformed from Patreon, I look back and I say, I believe I was correct by not putting out a bunch of information on Patreon, it's the same people at YouTube. They just they go back and forth with each other. So if you come to the Patreon side once a month, um, I didn't get to do it this month obviously because of the birth. But once a month, I do hold a in-house Zoom call with everybody that's on the Patreon, so we can all say hi and we all talk for about thirty minutes to an hour. Hell, I think we went an hour and a half one time. I will be getting guests on uh, so that you can have an exclusive kind of meet and greet with some of the people that you know, some of the people who've been on this show. Other than that, we got other ways that you can donate. I'm supposed to say this type of stuff every show. I don't like it, and I don't remember half the time. Um, but you can go to uh, com. There's a donation page in there. Uh, you can click on that and it'll show you where you can donate. There's a give, send, go. That seems like the most popular way for people to donate. There's also a PO box. Even if you don't want to donate, you just want to send me a card, say, hey, record, what's up? You know, I'll I'll gladly read it. I love reading emails and cars and and you know, going back and forth with people. I know there's a lot of radio hosts and a lot of people that you know out there who've been doing this for a while that you send emails and and communicates with and you never get anything back. Well, I'm not that guy. I try to hit everybody back. Almost typically the moment I get an email in, I, I watch my phone. I email you right back. I get that a lot of times. Oh my God. I can't believe you emailed me right back so fast. Yeah. Just a normal guy. I'm not no celebrity. I ain't no different than anybody else, but, um, please help support us. I will be putting up a new YouTube channel, getting away from all the politics And a lot of the other stuff that's going on, I am trying my hand in voice acting. So we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know when the website's up uh, or when the YouTube channel's up and all that. That'll probably also be like a good backup for me on YouTube because, you know, YouTube hates me. I no longer have any strikes against the show. So time to start swinging for the fences again. Oh, man. Stay frosty, guys. Love you. Appreciate your support. Train, prep, and pray. And stay ready. The enemy's out there. all stations, all call signs. Prepare for transmission. This is Wrecker Actual. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine,
2: I will repay, saith the Lord. End of transmission.